Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Inside the Winner's Circle here on the Win Life Podcast with Awilda Rivera. I'm super excited because I have Stephen Keyes here with me. This man is a speaker, author, entrepreneur, coach trainer, my trainer, and certified master life coach, a distinction held for coaches who have logged over 5,000 hours with clients. He has integrated extensive life experience and training to help people create spectacular change in the quality of their lives. Not only that, but this gentleman is a Juilliard-trained musician who has classmates of the likes of Yo-Yo Ma, Winston Marcellus, Robin Williams. And after 15 years performing, he went into the university system and always knew that he had a passion for helping people and helping them figure out what it is that they want to do. Now, if Bill's accomplishments aren't enough, he's also a certified um, neuro-linguistic programming, and he does registered clinical hypnotherapy with the American Board of Hypnotherapy. He does timeline therapy. He's a certified master of communication. And, I mean, whew. I could just go on and on and on. But without further ado, thank you so much, Steve, for being on the show. Oh, you're very welcome, Wilda. It's my pleasure to be here. Very excited to be here. Yeah. So, I mean, I've told the people a little bit about you, but just to give them some context, um, I call him Coach Steve. And I know he's probably like, just call him Steve. But Coach Steve to me, because he is the person who, when the universe said, oh, Wilda, move forward with coaching, he was my first point of contact at the Coach Training Academy where I did my training. He actually informed me about the scholarship that I applied for and encouraged me to get my little hiney uh, to <laughs> submit it within just a day's time. And what was crazy was that he was also the person that called me to tell me that I got a partial scholarship. So, you know, if that wasn't enough, I was able to do some work with him during the training and really learn just loads and loads and loads from his experience. So anyone out there that's listening that's especially interested in any of the therapeutic counseling and or coaching fields, I hope that you listen especially close to Coach Steve today. So, Steve, tell us a little bit about how you kind of found your, your purpose and your passion? Well, you know, it has definitely been a process for me. Uh, it wasn't something that I just stepped into. Um, you know, it might sound a little odd, but I think it was uh, my difficulties of when I grew up. I, I had a lot of challenges. Uh, I did not grow up in a family where my parents had graduated with great grades on how to be parents. Um, I was actually a suicidal teenager and uh, never thought I would have anything in my life. And, you know, I, I felt like I had that choice of either I was going to kind of give up and go down, you know, some very difficult roads or continue, or I had some choices. And luckily, I started making some wiser choices. I started getting around some people in a community that was really supportive of me. I started getting pushed, sometimes kicked in the butt to go to some personal development work, started looking at myself, etc. And that, that really got me going on my path of 
creating a successful life and a happy life and a very productive life that I have now. Mm-hmm. And what I think is so important that I want people to hear, because already, and I mean, the people at home can't see me, but my, my arm hairs are standing up, because already I feel like, especially in the climate that we're living in right now, and for the parents listening, and for the younger people listening, um, for them to hear that you started out and you were a suicidal teenager and you did have these very sort of fatalistic thoughts, yes, but you were able to, at a young age, say, man, I have a choice. You know, that's so powerful. And to, to see that it wasn't an easy road, but you kept choosing life and you kept choosing growth and you were able to kind of identify, all right, well, maybe I need to be around a different community. Maybe I need to kind of look within and develop myself and do this work, right? And it's almost like the for I kind of am dating myself a little bit with my age, but the older people listening will get this. Like the hair club for men commercials. Like I'm not <laughs> just a member. I'm also, you know, I'm not just the president. I'm also a member. So it's like, you know, you came to this personal development industry after developing yourself personally. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, there there is no, you know, uh, we as all as human beings, part of being here on earth is being challenged. And some of us have much greater challenges than others to overcome. And it is that being, you know, persevering through things and risking things and doing things when you're scared to death and you take that leap of faith anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And something so important that I kind of want to swing back to, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that after going to Juilliard and, and being, you know, this classically trained... And what instrument did you play? I played the French horn. Oh, okay. Beautiful. I mean, there's not like a ton of classically trained French horn players out there. So being a French horn player and, and, and that dedication where you have to miss... I remember during training you talking about when people would say, oh, well, it's so cool that you're... You're traveling the world and you're doing this. And you were like, man, I mean, every weekend I'm, you know, practicing 15 hours. Like, I'm yes. not going on trips. I can't vacation. But from the outside, right, and I've talked to many guests about this, other people may say, well, you were already successful. Why the heck would you give that up? Like, you were, people dream of going to Juilliard. People dream of touring. You know, what was it for you that said, you know what, this isn't it? Well, you know, I've I've always been so curious about myself and my motivations and what I've wanted. And through my mentors and my coaches, I've always just been so interested in psychology and what makes us all tick. And, you know, musician being a musician is fantastic. It's, it's inspiring, you know, playing in Carnegie Hall and on Broadway and different orchestras around the world. It certainly is exciting. But um, I, I always wanted to see, is there other ways? I always had this curiosity, and it took a while for me to persevere to figure that out. I didn't go straight to it. You know, I went through an entrepreneurial life and had a software company, and I taught in a university. And it, it took me, a, you know, a couple of good kicks in the, in the pants to really, and some encouragement from people to say, what are you doing here? You know, what what are you meant to do here? So... And, you know, I do not regret any of my path. I don't regret any of it. And even some of where I came from as being this despondent 
uh, teenager or young adult uh, who was filled with my my best response to life was I'm not smart enough I'm not good enough I can't do it that was my internal dialogue it was like a, my mantra was is about as oh, no. that was my <laughs> mantra you know <laughs> why don't you try this no why don't you no I'm not good enough you know and so that's my life was actually around hiding a lot of that you know no one should because I'm the great imposter and even at Juilliard, oh. I mean, it doesn't didn't go away. Even at Juilliard, I felt like I was the great imposter. What's interesting is probably more than half of the students at Juilliard feel like they're the great imposter, too. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's something that's very human for all of us to to deal with. Mm. That, you know, there's so much there. And I kind of want to highlight, especially the imposter syndrome, right? Something mm -hmm. that you talked about. We all have that inner critic or that sort of that thought bacteria, especially yes. when we're going to take a risk or we're going to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone that pops up and says, who the heck do you think you are? You know, what makes you qualified or who do you think is going to come work with you? But I think what's so wonderful about, you know, what Steve is saying is like he still throughout his life kept mentors, kept coaches. So not just, you know, one time where he had people supporting him, but throughout his life that were able to say, no, that internal critic is crazy. Like, you're great. You know, let's just get a little bit more clear. Or, you know, hush, that crazy critic. Like, let's look at the evidence that's in front of us of what you are doing. And so it's important to know that that is, as he said, a really human component, but also to know that it's in our power as he demonstrated, to control it and to overcome it, right? Because if we're going to excel, if we're going to succeed, then we kind of have to get out of our head and go into action. Yeah. So once you kind of like you got, you, you know, you did all those things, you did the software company, you did the music, right. you were like, okay, it was like Goldilocks. Like that is cool, but not quite the right one. And you finally discover coaching, yes. right? And, and the... And I use that as an umbrella term to really encompass all the many therapeutic and conciliatory um, things that you offer, sure. um, which, are, which are many, right? But when you came to this, like, okay, I'm going to be a personal development expert, right? And yes. I'm going to understand the brain and the frequencies of the brain and how to kind of reprogram it. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like for you? Well, how I came to that was really quite interesting. Uh, I sold my software company, and I didn't know what to do with my life. Uh, I, I tried all kinds of multi-level marketing things. I tried all kinds of different things and lost money. And I went to, uh, in our city, we had like a meetup. But 20 years ago, it wasn't meetup. You just It was a city entrepreneurs meeting. You go to a bar, you, you buy a beer, and you sit and chat, and someone would do a presentation. And I sat down, and I, this fellow sat down next to me, and we started chatting. And he said he was a coach. And I really, this is the first time I really ever heard of the term coach. And I hired him to help me with some ideas that I had, uh, which never came, came together. But, uh, you know, it really brought me, I love the way that BJ, who's actually a partner and one of the founders of the Coach Training Academy, we've been friends for years now. 
um, really opened up this idea of the benefits of coaching and how we can support people. And it just felt, it, it was just obvious that's the direction that I had to go into. Mm. And what, I mean, how did people respond when you were like, yeah, this is actually what I'm going to do? Because at that time, it, you know, it wasn't as a big industry as it is now, right? Yes, absolutely. So were there were there like naysayers? Did you have some resistance <laughs> from friends and family? Like, what you know, was that like? Yeah, well, there's naysayers of everything. You know, there is, um, I mean, even today, I know sometimes when I watch uh, Shark Tank, on TV, and if someone ever said, calls themselves a coach, you know, it's Mark Cuban always goes, oh, yeah, so you're going to fix my life. You're going to help me. I mean, there's a lot of naysayers out there. But the, the truth of the matter is that there have been coaches forever. Even though maybe they didn't have that label as a coach, they've been coaching. One thing I remember when I was growing up, I, I had an uncle, Uncle Mel, and he owned a steel company and was my mom's uh, brother. And she said he was a self-made man and no one ever helped him with anything in his entire life. That was the story about my Uncle Mel. Well, what I learned to, to learn is that was a bunch of hooey. That was absolutely BS. Because no one in, their, in, in the world can attain things on their own. Uh, he had many, many people, whether he's going to call them coaches or advisors, and there's different flavors of, of helpers, but he got all kinds of help building his business. And that's true of any of us. Um, I actually have a great story about Tony Robbins, if you want me to tell about that. Yes, I would, I'm sure that now you've perked the audience's interest. So one of my good friends and mentors, his name is Dove Barron, D-O-V-B-A-R-O-N, and he's one of the top leadership uh, kind of pro, uh, coaches in the, in the world. He was in Inc. Magazine, talked at the UN. Anyway, he was not always famous and always so successful. And years ago, he went to a Tony Robbins event. And afterwards, Tony would invite people on stage to meet him and chat with him, etc. So Dove goes up there and he goes, you know, so how did you like the, the workshop? And Dove says, well, not so much. I'm actually really pissed off. And Tony looks at him really funny and he goes, uh, okay, uh, maybe you could tell me what's going on. And he said, well, I think I'm at least as good as you. And I've been struggling at this for five, ten years, and I have trouble paying my rent. And I'm still not getting anywhere. And so this makes me angry that I'm sitting where I am and you are where you are. And Tony paused for a minute and he said, who's on your team? He said, do you think I got here? Do you think I licked all the envelopes and sent out all the mailings and I booked this room and I advertised everyone and I did all these kinds of things? He said, who's on your team? Who's supporting you in becoming great and getting to where you want to get in life? And I remember when Dove told me that story, it was huge for me. You know, I started a mastermind right after that and started working at that. And that's actually what perked him, too. And that's why he shares that with lots of people. Mm. And what I love about that is really who's supporting you, right? Yes. And we talk about winning at life, right? When we talk about the journey or the hero's journey or whatever, it's like who's supporting them, right? Who's yes. there in the wings, in the shadows? Who made the sword? Who told, gave them the map? Who told them what to look for? You know what I mean? Who trained them? Right. So all of these things are so important. 
And what I what I really hope that people are listening to, because if you're not in those industries that you're, you know, that uh, Steve is in, and you're like, well, I'm, you know, an inventor, or like, I don't know, I can't relate to this. Forget about the coaching part, right? And just yeah. think about what he's saying about who's supporting you and how that can materially and truly um, manifest in greater success and accelerated success and all these other things. And the surrender that comes with admitting that we all need help. Yeah. Right? Because the story he told about Uncle Mel is a great story because it shows, like, on the outside, we may want to portray this very egomaniacal, like, yes. nobody ever helped me with anything. Yes. I did everything. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Yes. But the truth is, is, like, if you ever had any kind of a transaction, if you have any kind of client business and your clients helped you because they bought something from you and they kept coming back, right? Yes. The person that did whatever you're doing helped you because they could have done a terrible job, you know? So we need to... I think really listen to what Steve is saying and take that Uncle Mel example and realize, like, yeah, you may want to say, well, I have advisors, or if you want to be fancy, I have a conciliary, or whatever, yes. you know? But the truth is, like, you need you, you need someone. Yeah. Because you're gonna, you know, one of the most important lessons I remember learning during our, our coach training is, like, you know, if you're just talking to yourself all day, you're not going to know if you sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I like to say, dead. I think a lot of times we're our, our worst uh, person to talk to. You know, we're our worst company. Yeah. Who have you been talking yeah, to like, all day? Myself. Well, <laughs> is that a good person yeah. to talk to? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that being said, Coach Steven, and now you've been in the coaching industry over 20 years, right? Yeah, pretty close to 20 years. Man, and you've, you've created how many coaches, would you say? Oh, uh, you know, it's in many, many hundreds, you know. It could be around a 1,000, something like that. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about this. A, a man that when he was a young, young boy was like, I'm not good enough. I'll never, you know, I'm not going to be anything. Yes. But then chose to develop himself to now – creating a thousand other people of which I am one who have dedicating their lives to helping people yeah. realize that they are worth it, that they are someone and that they can have the life that they desire. I mean, yeah. wow, what a journey. It, uh, it truly has. And even as you speak here, I almost feel like tearing up because I know when I was a teenager or a young adult, I never thought I would have any of what I had now. Just, I never thought of it even as a possibility. I thought I was going to have a pretty, I was doomed to have a miserable life. That was my uh, outlook on life. And what I think is is so important, and I hope that people are realizing, because we live in a crazy time. Mm -hmm. We live in a crazy time right now, and I think it can sometimes be very easy to fall into the, oh, my God, what was these? This is such a terrible time we're living in. Yes. What does it even matter? And kind of just go into that low energy vibration. Yes. Right? And, you know, when you make a choice, when you make a choice, even if it's hard, even if it's, you know, like you're pulling yourself out of quicksand, right? As, yes. As he, he described it, I mean, despondent teenager, 
it, it can be really tough, you know, when you're young to be in those suicidal thoughts, right? Yes. So climbing out of that and getting to a point where not only, you know, to use a, a MLK range, you see the mountaintop, but like you see the other side and you're like, wow, you know, anyone that's listening right now that is really like in the trenches, just know that it may not be for you to know right now how this is all going to turn out. But that doesn't mean it's going to turn out badly. Yes. Um, and the other thing to remember is that the support and the community and the people that you need in your life may not be so obvious and in front of yourself. So if the people oh. that you're hanging out now are not the people that are supporting you, that have visions, that have belief systems, that might be the first place to take a risk. That may be the. I have a friend, an old friend, his name was Gary. And when I look back on it now, he was my, oh my, the world sucks buddy. We would get together and all we would do is complain for hour after hour about our lives, about the world, about how nothing's fair. We were complain buddies. And finally, I got to the point that I said, you know what, I don't think this is really good. And uh, it, it actually broke our friendship because he really wanted that. And I had to decide, you know what? So sometimes what can be a struggle is we go to our family and we go to our friends and we expect them to be our support systems. We expect them to be there for us or give us good advice, etc. And unfortunately, many times they're not. Many times they have, you know, they could see us growing and moving away and, and doing things. And that is frightening to them because they want to keep us with them. They might want to keep us down in the trenches. You know, Gary wanted to keep me as his bitching buddy about life, mm -hmm. he, you know, and yeah. that broke us apart. And that was something, you know, to lose friends, sometimes that's hard to lose even sometimes some family members because, we can't get their approval or they're not supporting it in our way. That That's one of those challenges that we have to be able to look at if we want to move forward in our life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would agree because if, think about it as a, like a container, right? Your life is a container. And if it's full, then there's no room to bring something new in, yes. right? But if what's in the container isn't good, yes. and then you take that, out, you're making room for something good to come in, right? And yes. I'm not saying you got to cut off your whole family or you got to, you know, radically right. torch the earth of your friendships. But, you know, the other thing is not everybody's going to be on your journey. Yes. So there is a certain level of compassion and understanding and self-preservation that we need to have with the people that maybe we want to keep in our lives but are struggling or are not ready to go down that journey where we can still love them, but still protect ourselves. Right. Yes. And maybe not be, you know, as commiserating or whatever with them. Right. Absolutely. So for example, if the Gary in your life is your mom, right. Yes. Or your dad or your sibling, and you don't really want to cut them out. You can still love them and, yes. and appreciate them, but, but preserve yourself and just see that, like, you know, they're just a human and maybe they're not ready or maybe they don't know. Exactly. And your example, right, and you doing your work, right, because we can only, as, and I keep calling him Coach Steve because I can't help, but as Coach <laughs> Steve tells us during the emotional intelligence portion of our training, like, the only person we can control and manage is ourselves. Right. Uh, yeah. We can be aware of what's happening with ourselves and aware of what's happening 
in our relationships with others, but we can't control or manage others. We can only manage our relationship. So, you know, keep that in mind too, okay? So, man, Coach Steve, so much amazing stuff you've already shared. And I do feel like I want to make sure that they get a little bit of that magic, right? I feel really privileged that I was able to spend, you know, six months in a program that you helped to create and get like post training, you know, calls in with you and all of that. And so, you know, people that are listening are like, man, this guy, Steve, really, he's, he's really got it figured out. And wow, look at his journey. I can really relate to that. It resonates with me. What is your advice that you would give to someone that really is like, man, I want to be like Coach Steve. I want to live in my power. I want to live in my purpose. I want to get through this. You know, maybe they're going through some crap right now. I want to get through these crap and really rise to the top after it's all said and done. What would your advice be to them? Well, you know, I, I did a neuroscience program uh, last July. It was with Dr. Richard Bandler, one of the founders of NLP. And, he, and when he came up and he started talking, he said, I'm going to invite everyone on a journey. And he said, there's going to be a a bus that's going to pull up uh, outside. And I can guarantee you that uh, it's going to be an interesting journey. Uh, No one will get hurt. So, you know, but this is an invitation for you to join and to get on this bus and and learn a lot about yourself and learn about the world. So your choice is, do you want to risk it and get on this bus without, you know, I'm not going to guarantee you, you know, we're going to go on a great journey or we're going to go to Disneyland together, but I can, I can guarantee (laughs) you, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And that was really my advice, especially if you're struggling is to get on that bus. Even if you're afraid, even if you think, you know, my God, I, you know, what guarantees are there? You know, well, there are no guarantees. There is just another bus that could be arriving. And your decision is going to be, yes, I'm going to get on that bus. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to do my hardest to to get there or I'm not. One of my early mentors, he used to say to me, "Um, what price are you willing to pay? And he was one of, one of my French horn teachers. And what he meant by that was not how much money you're going to pay for this, but what am I willing to say yes to in my life and what am I selling, willing to say no to? And what challenges mm-hmm. am I willing to do? And I think of what my process, you know, going through becoming a world-class musician or we just had the Olympics, you know, to become successful in your life we have to make these choices we have to get on some buses that we're not even sure where they're going but we're going to we have to say sometimes yes to these buses even when we're not sure and i think philosophically that's what really helped me in my life was taking those risks even when i wasn't certain and i was sometimes scared to death Mm. and that you know i hope that people really are listening because fear, boy, isn't that a debilitating emotion? Mm-hmm. That is one thing that can derail a good thing and really kill a kill a good vibe, as yeah. we say. You know, and so what I think is so important to hear is that even you, especially you, have experienced fear at many different times, many different parts of your life when it came to getting on these buses, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that idea of get on the bus. I had a 
chemistry teacher, uh, Paulina Borrego, and she was so gifted at teaching chemistry that she could distill the entire chapter down into three sentences. And I didn't think of myself as a very scientific mind. But Mm -hmm. because she was able to do this, she said, okay, I'm going to teach this course as a bus. And everyone drives their own bus. Now, if you crash your bus, (laughs) that's on you, right? Right. Because I'm going to give you the message. I'm going to tell you where to turn. I'm going to tell you where to go. And you just got to get there, right? Right. Now, life, you don't necessarily have a map, and people don't necessarily tell you where to go. But if you get on the bus and you listen to your intuition, you'll have an idea of what you're supposed to do and of where you're supposed to be going. And so one thing I, I do want to, one last thing I want to ask you, I'm not sure the last thing was flashing, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but you know, in terms of intuition, right, yes. and your ability to kind of be in tune with yourself, yes. because when people have fear, when people are despondent, when people are, you know, in a really dark place, they're very disconnected from that. Yes. So can you shed light at all on what your process was or some advice around, you know, how to reconnect with that when you're in that place? Because, you know, it's so it can be the difference maker that gets you you know, going in this direction instead of a different one. Well, you know, I think the with intuition, it's just also will bring up other thoughts. You know, we have an idea about trying this or doing this, etc. Um, I always kind of look at what is, I want to look at the downside and the upside to something. You know, is it going to be safe? You know, certain things just are not safe. I could have an into, you know, I'm not the kind of person that takes a risk of jumping off a cliff unless I have a parachute on. <laughs> I actually did skydive many years ago, but I made sure that I had lots of training and a parachute on. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not someone who goes, oh, what the heck, and, and jump. I'm going to look uh-huh. at it. Will, will my body be safe? Will, am I burning any bridges behind me? Is this, and then... Go for it. You know, it's, one of the times people stop change because a lot of times they feel like it's almost a prison sentence or, they're, they're, you know, gee, if I try and improve my health and I don't eat ice cream, it means I can't eat any for the rest of my life. Uh, if I quit this job, I'll never get a job again as long as I live. We have all these, we make these kind of rules up and these thoughts in our heads. And it's really to look at these things and are they real or are they just imaginary? And a lot of times, it doesn't mean that there might not be choices or some difficulty to get through. But I tell you, one, the other thing that a friend used to say was, trust your life. You know, you're alive, you're breathing, your heart is going, you're here for a reason. And, and we're here to explore as human beings. We're here to try things out. If they don't work, it doesn't mean we failed. It means now we have feedback. We go, that didn't work. I mean, we all fail. I fail every single day. You know, <laughs> you know we, I know we know that analogy with baseball. You know, how many times do people strike out? How many people do people fumble the ball in football? How many people do these kind of things? Do I have bad coaching sessions sometimes with people? Absolutely. Do I get on stage and do at a speaking event and stumble and forget what I'm going to say and feel like I'm making an idiot out of myself sometimes? Yes, I do. But I know, you know, I'm still breathing. My heart's, I'm still here as a human being. I can get back up on the horse and keep on going. Man, Steve, so much knowledge that you've dropped during this interview. I'm so grateful and just want to kind of tie it together, man. You said, choose, 
to continue instead mm-hmm. of giving up, right? Yeah. Get on the bus, you know, put fear in its place by really evaluating your risks. Like, what are the pros? What are the cons? Think about who is supporting you, who who is your team, who's on your team, because your team really can get you going, okay? Remember to trust your life. Wow. I mean, if they don't take anything else from this, if they just remember that so much already. And remember that we're here to explore and through exploration to get data that we can have feedback from. So, so much, Steve, thank you so much for being on. And right before we go, where can people find you, connect with you, if they want to work with you? How do they reach you? Uh, the best place is come to our website, and it is the Coach Training Academy. Dot com and make sure you put the or the T H E the Coach Training You can read a little bit about me, our partners, the different programs that we have, and how to contact us further if you want information. Well, again, thank you so much, Steve, and anyone that's out there. If you're even considering looking or becoming a coach or reaching out to Steve, please do. He is the real, genuine article. And until next time, remember, get on the bus and get out there and win life. Okay, Coach Steve, you can stop recording. Okay.